Job 1, 1 to 22. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. There were born to him seven sons and three daughters. He possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 female donkeys, and very many servants, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. His sons used to go and hold a feast in the house of each one on his day, and they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And when the days of the feast had run their course, Job would send and consecrate them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down on it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now, There was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And there came a messenger to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them, and the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them and struck down the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The Chaldeans formed three groups and made a raid on the camels and took them and struck down the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, and behold, a great wind came across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young people, and they are dead, and I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshiped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I uh, am so privileged and and grateful to be joined by the world's premier Job scholar. How about that, Bropez? The premier scholar of the book of Job is here reading the book of Job on Our Daily Rhythm. Uh, Will, uh, as we kind of get into this, we're going to look at Job in a few readings together over the next uh, couple weeks. But um, how, uh, why have you given so much of your life to this this book of the Bible? Uh, so I wouldn't say that I've had a Job-esque 
experience, uh, I've been really actually very fortunate to be delivered from anything like the kind of suffering that Job has endured here. But I have faced some suffering in my life, and it was one instance of that that actually first um, made me fall in love with the book of Job. I was You were on a mission trip, right? I was on a mission trip in Africa. I was actually there for five months and got really sick, as sick as I've ever been in my life, and had a week where I just could not even leave the house and read through the book of Job. And what I found there just shocked me because it was nothing like what I expected a book in the Bible to say about how we should respond to suffering mm. and how God responds to us. Uh, I mean, I had read Job before, but I just hadn't had the life experience for it to connect with me. Right, so, yeah. um, Job just raises these questions that we all have about suffering, uh, but the answers that it gives are, n- are not what we would expect. Uh, and so it is a fascinating book. It is a book that will challenge you every time you come to it. And it's a book I've been studying now for 15 years and I'm still learning from. Mm. And, and it's kind of, I mean, simply, and I, 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 I hate to like de- 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 deduct anything from the massive nature of it, but, but simply it is kind of like, do, do you love God more than your own life? Um, you know, is, is God more worthy than than we are in a sense. I mean, yeah. how, how would you, how would you deduce like the message of Job? Yeah. I mean, that, that is the essence of the Satan's question here. Right. right. In Job one verse nine, this is the key issue that the book raises. So Job says, does Job, um, the Satan says, does Job fear God for, for no, no reason? reason? Yeah. Doesn't right. he just, doesn't he really love himself ultimately? And, and you Lord are the means by which he is blessed. Right. He loves, doesn't God just love you for the stuff that you give him? Right, right, right. You've given him all this stuff. And it's, I mean, that's a real challenge that I think we all need to face. And I think every Christian at some point of their faith journey believes some version of that, right? I mean, I mean, maybe not every Christian, but I do think that is the most common form of American Christianity is that if you do these right things, there there will be a, a kind of protection, material blessing, um, protection from harm, long life, whatever it is that God will give you. And uh, as you say, this this whole book just kind of undoes that idea. This first chapter, I mean, it's definitely like the chapter that most people have read of the book of Job. Probably the most famous verse, I guess, is the verse 21 there. Uh, in the end, uh, I do kind of feel like a lot of people don't know much of the book of Job beyond verse 21. Yep. Um, but there's a lot more to come. Yes. And that's where it gets really surprising. I mean, what Job says in 121 is kind of what we expect a someone of faith to say when they face suffering. Right, right. right? So, uh, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Right? There's even a song that people will sing. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a great yeah, song. Yeah. Uh, but is it enough uh, when we face serious suffering to just jump to that conclusion? I think it's really significant that this is here at the beginning of the book. Yes. Because I think it is where we want to end up. And I think that Job expressing this here is expressing what he does desire to believe about God. But the book, just like the Bible as a whole, is much more, it meets us where we're at and it recognizes that we may not be here when we face it. That's right. Yeah. And it allows us to walk through that process of 
dealing with our suffering. And we walk through that process with Job as the book proceeds from here. And one of the things that, that I do think is interesting, and, and obviously like there, there's a couple of layers to this. One layer is, you know, tragedy sinks in over time. But there is also this layer of like physical pain. I mean, here's Job. He loses possession. He loses um, stance. He loses his family. And he's able to have somewhat of a faithful response. But as the physical pain of life just kind of continues to wear on him, as we're going to see, it's it's, it's a little bit of a different story. And so it does just give me incredible compassion for people living day in, day out in chronic pain and mm-hmm. trying to hold on to the goodness of God. Um, yeah, I mean, I mentioned I haven't faced a whole lot of suffering in my life, but in addition to that experience I had in Africa, I, I had a terrible back injury, which for two years gave me chronic pain. And mm-hmm. for six months, I couldn't sleep through the night, which that really wears on you psychologically oh, when you cannot sleep yes. for an, a long period of time. And one of the most challenging, I mean, probably because I've been studying Job, this question came to me. One of the most challenging thoughts that I've ever had in my life spiritually was the thought, what if I get to heaven and my back still hurts? Mm. <laughs> Will that be enough? Right, yeah. Will I want to be there? That's, I'm in the presence of God, but my back is still hurting. <laughs> it, 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 does he not love for God for any reason? Because he'll heal his back someday, you right. know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that's the kind of question that the book of Job raises for us. And that experience gave me a real compassion for people who continue to face chronic pain. I'm, I've been fortunate enough that I don't feel it any longer. But that's another lesson you get from Job, actually, is how to respond to others who are suffering. Yeah. Okay, there's so much. I know that, you know, the folks have already gotten they've already gotten their cup of coffee. They're already at their office, so we, we probably have to shut it down for today. But uh, we got a lot more to go, and uh, I'm so grateful that you're here, Will. For Will Kynes, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.